Welcome to Season 2 in Wonder World Book Cafe. This is a place to slow down, even if only mentally, to talk about all things books and stories. Pour a cup of tea or a vanilla latte. Hopefully literally, though figuratively works well too. I'm Susan Taylor and delighted to spend a tidbit of time with you. Each episode is fun-sized, always fewer than 10 minutes. As a lifelong reader, perhaps like you, I'm drawn to stories about history, travel, and ones that continue to help me discover more about our world, thus increasing my global competency. In this cafe, I serve up books written mostly for middle school students and young adults. If you're like me and recommend books to these audiences, or you're a reader yourself who's always up for new suggestions, this cafe is a perfect fit. I'm nestled in at Wonder World Book Cafe with steam rising from my cup, and of course, a book. Let's venture into today's story. I impersonated a famous scientist. I falsely accepted an invitation that I knew was not meant for me. I made my Nana an accomplice and a huge lie to my parents. I lied to my parents. I snuck onto the research ship Oceana 2. I hid in a laundry bin. I lied to the head scientist on said research ship. I impersonated some kid named Alex Milonikos. I endangered my goldfish. This quote is from today's featured story, Consider the Octopus, by Nora Raleigh Baskin and Gay Polisner. It's fiction and informative. The hardcover book is 254 pages. The majority of the story is set on a research ship called the Oceana 2 and centers around the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. The authors describe the Great Pacific Garbage Patch like this. It's a floating garbage pile that's bigger than the state of Texas. It's really two patches connected by a superhighway of garbage, and it covers over 1.6 million square miles of ocean space. It contains more than 1.8 trillion pieces of garbage and weighs at least 88,000 tons. 12-year-old JB's mom is a world-class scientist aboard the Oceana 2. It's summer, and he's on the, the ship. Sometimes, and very often, he's seasick with his mom and her crew. The Oceana 2 has high-tech equipment designed to vacuum up plastic debris that threatens our oceans and sea life. But this important project desperately needs funding. With no time to spare, JB is tasked with inviting world-renowned scientists to attend an emergency global summit to bring awareness and hopefully funding to the Great Garbage Patch so his mom and the others on board can continue their important work. If the scientists accept, they'll work along the C-mester teenage students also on board to learn. JB gets right to work sending invitations. In an honest mix-up, JB sends an invite to Sidney Miller, another 12-year-old, not Dr. Sidney Miller, the famous scientist. Young Sydney knows when she receives the invitation that it's not meant for her, but nevertheless, she believes it's a sign and synchronicity, and besides, she needs a way out of summer camp. Sydney and her hippie grandmother set out to concoct a plan to get Sydney on board. JB becomes fully aware of his error upon checking in student Sydney. Nevertheless, he allows her to board along with her goldfish named Rachel Carson taking the place of a semester student, a no-show named Alex. 
Feeling stupid, JB vows not to let anybody discover his grave error. Once Oceana 2 sets sail, it is one fiasco after another, as Sydney and JB try to keep their secret under wraps. Other semester students find out, and they decide they want to help with the secret. So Operation Code Pink Octopus begins. JB's heart is in the right place when he contacts a popular news host and promises him the story of the century if he will only visit a wildlife refuge where the semester kids will be working to save the oceans. JB knows that news coverage would bring much needed attention to their all-important mission and hopefully some funding so that the project and mission can continue. But you have to know and love JB and know that there will be numerous hilarious obstacles that come forth with such a request. Do the adults ever discover that Sydney is not supposed to be on board? Does the famous news guy show up? I hope you'll pick up Consider the Octopus. It's comical and still filled with necessary information about the state of our oceans. Age recommendations for books are subjective based on several factors, such as readers' interests, developmental levels, and lived experiences. This book is designated a middle grade book. Both, both protagonists are 12 years old, and I'd say readers starting around age of 10 and well, um, well into adulthood would enjoy this story. Usually I mention aspects of a story that may be unsettling for younger readers. Here, I don't have any content concerns, but the condition of our oceans may be concerning to many of our readers. On to wondering. After all, that's what we do here in the cafe. I don't know of many middle grade novels that address the great Pacific garbage patch. Readers interested in marine biology and global citizens are a natural audience. Further, readers who enjoy funny books will be lured into this story as well. Often reader reading inspires us to wonder about something and dive in a little deeper. At the end, the authors list numerous resources for further reading and organizations that are on a mission to clean up our oceans. Readers may want to discover more about Rachel Carson, the famous scientist, not Sydney's goldfish of the same name. Additionally, our younger citizens can do plenty in their own homes and communities, and the internet is filled with numerous attainable ways to raise awareness and take action. I wonder if posing a question such as this, Whose responsibility is it to care for our world's oceans could spark some curiosity. Learning about authors always enhances the story for me. Baskin and Polisner admittedly did not know much about the great garbage patch, but were inspired by an NPR podcast. So they started researching so they could write a story to build awareness for the dangers facing our planet and one that encourages readers to take action. These authors say that they read credible science journals and interviewed countless scientists. They also mention a common Jewish tradition. Teaching lessons with humor is a lesson retained. Teaching lessons with humor is a lesson retained. So we, want, we wanted to find a fun, even downright comedic way to share this story about one of the most critical issues facing our global community today. They surely met this goal. Consider the octopus is informative. It makes the scientific aspects accessible for even our younger readers and is filled with one amusing event after another. There's so much to love on these pages, especially Rachel Carson, 
the goldfish named after the famous scientist. She, the goldfish, was nearly a character in this story. And some of the kids were nearly successful in teaching Rachel Carson, the goldfish, to play basketball, or at least to shoot some hoops. If you can spare a few moments to leave a positive review, it would bring so much light to my day. A special thank you to my friends at JJ&S for generously making this book available in our library. I'm excited to share it with the young readers I know and love. Check out the episode notes for more information and a transcript. If you read or recommend Consider the Octopus, I'd love to know. Email wonderworldbookcafe at gmail.com or find Wonder World Book Cafe on Instagram. Thanks for spending time in Wonder World Book Cafe. I hope you can create time to cozy up with your favorite beverage and a book this week. Be curious and wonder. The world needs the light that comes from a world of readers. Thank you.